We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Brakes print it back here on 97 through the fan as we uh, preview each and every league here in San Diego County, getting ready for high school football, of course, kicking off on August 23rd. Uh, we are moved on to the Avocado League. Joining us today, uh, first-year head coach in San Marcos, that is, uh, head coach Derek Stank. He came over from, uh, you know, back east. Uh, coach Stank, how are you doing today? Doing very good. Thanks for having me. Uh, let's get into, you know, I I had a lot of coaches on over the last, you know, couple of years and, and kind of learned about how they got into coaching and, and, and what their experience is. Of course, um, you're a fresh face here in San Diego County. So uh, go ahead and, and tell us how you got into to coaching high school football and, and how you got to be the, uh, you know, the San Marcos head coach today. Absolutely. So I played, I originally, um, I'm from Pennsylvania, grew up, played football there, got recruited, went to the University of New Hampshire in New Hampshire. Had a great five-year experience there with some great coaches like Sean McDonald and Chip Kelly. And then from there, I basically got a job right out of college. So I've been a coach and a teacher, a um, football coach for the last 12 years in Bedford, New Hampshire. Uh, the last four years, I was the head coach there and had uh, some great success. We won two state championships in the top division in the last three years there. It's been a, it's, it's been a great experience. And Ultimately, uh, probably wouldn't have left except for my wife is from Vista, California. So um, we got married here 11 years ago, and we've been traveling here ever since then on a regular basis. And, you know, a couple of years ago, we kind of made the decision to just uh, to head back home to her, her hometown. And um, I was fortunate enough to get an interview at San Marcos and uh, land the position. So, so that's really my story of coaching. I've been doing it for the last 12 years. And uh, offense and defensive line is where I hang my hat. And uh, I just love being uh, the leader of a program and, and really bringing these uh, young men together to develop a family, a football family. Well, we're excited to have you here in San Diego, of course. Uh, uh, talking with Coach Derek Stank of uh, San Marcos, uh, first-year head coach at San Marcos, uh, and a lot of experience, like you said. Did you know anything about San Diego High School football before you came here? And, and if you knew anything, what was what was your limited knowledge about uh, you know how we play high school football out here? Yeah, you know, I mean, I, for the last two years, I've been actively pursuing a move out here. So I have sat down and met with many coaches, um, including Texler two years ago, um, Hauser two years ago, um, Bottom over at Vista, you know, Coates over at Poway. So I've been visiting a lot of the schools, meeting with a lot of the coaches, you know, entrenching myself from the other side of the country while still running my program in, in, in what San Marcos and uh, really San Diego football is all about. You know, as far as, you know, differences, you know, there's more people out here. When you get more people, you get a potential for more talent. And I think we definitely have more talent out here than New Hampshire. That being said, um, football is football. You know, the, the fundamentals of blocking, tackling, catching, receiving, you know, and, and playing for each other to the echo of the whistle, those things don't change. So, you know, for me, it's really just been a, a grasp on – getting to know the, the different coaches out here, building the staff, putting the, and, and getting the culture established the way I'm, I'm looking for it to be. 
And then, um, you know, just size-wise, there's more people. So because of that, there's more things to do. But ultimately, that just requires a little more organization. And from there, you know, hopefully that's going to transfer into more success. Let's talk about your team this year uh, in 2019. Um, you know, it's a, it's a change of culture, you know, change at the guard. You're the new head coach. Uh, how have the kids bought in so far this season? And, and what do you expect, um, you know, from your kids as they just went through camp? You know, when I got here, I came in, um, you know, in, in the spring, basically, almost right at the end of the winter, into the spring. So they had they had a tough time where it was initially, you know, they had a coach and they didn't have a coach. Then they had a two-month period where they were in limbo, and eventually they got a coach, um, and I was able to come in. But from that moment when I walked on campus back in late March, um, I was extremely pleased the way they handled themselves and the way the way they were able to basically say, you know what, I'm on board. Whatever you do, whatever you want to do, coach, we got you. And um, they've, they've welcomed you know me in, and ultimately, uh, I think we've built a great relationship in a short period of time. Spring ball was great, summer camp was good, and as we turned through fall camp and finally got an opportunity to put the pads on and really see who who wants to play this game, um, it's been it's been great. You know, we've uh, we've definitely got our spots that we need to work on. You know, we're a little raw in our line. We have one returning offensive lineman coming back, and he's going to be a sophomore this year. You know, but at the same time, we've got a lot of experience over top and some of our skill positions in our secondary. So, you know, we've, we've got some talented players like Dalen Boehner and Davion Reese, um, you know, G- Gavin Cherveny and Maverick Martin, you know, and then a handful of young bucks, you know, like Emmett Brown, who's our quarterback as a sophomore, but very talented, very skilled. Um, and I'm excited to, uh, to, to work with these guys, you know, in the now for the seniors and for many years to come for the underclassmen. Well, Coach, uh, you know, you inherited a team in San Marcos that's, uh, you know, a pretty good team as of late. Uh, you got a pretty tough schedule that you also inherited. You open up at Otay Ranch. Uh, it was usually a pretty good football team. I know you were watching tape on them, so you'll know, uh, of course. Then you got Mira Mesa with Coach Thompson's always, a, you know, a good team. And then you roll into, uh, of course, the Avocado League, and we'll get to that to a second. But um, uh, starting with Otay Ranch, your week one game, uh, what are some of the things that they do that, um, that are pretty impressive to you, and, and what are some of the challenges that you face in playing the Mustangs this week? Well, I think they're a very fundamentally sound team. Um, you know, you watch them on film and you can see, you know, they, they know how to flow to the ball. You can see that they're striking their target up front. You know, they're, they're firing off with uh, with good pop. You know, they're disciplined. It looks like watching them. You know, they, they don't seem to have maybe the most exotic scheme, but a lot of times for me that, that ultimately means you guys are going to do the right things at the right time. So, you know, for me, I see a very fundamentally sound team that's got some good athletes that are ready to go play. So, you know, we, we've got to combat that. We've got to come back at them with the same fundamentals. We've got to come back at them with a, hopefully a better scheme. Um, and ultimately, uh, you know, if we take care of the basics of, you know, ball security, you know, blocking, tackling, and so on, you know, we should be in a good spot. So, but I'm sure it's going to be a, it's going to be a good fight. You get into uh, league play, of course. Uh, you guys are in probably arguably the toughest league in San Diego, uh, one of the tougher leagues in Southern California, Mission Hills, Torrey Pines, LCC, Carlsbad, Oceanside, El Camino. Uh, not a lot of days off, and you know the Avocado League prides itself on each and every week as a battle. Uh, how are you prepared to, you know, to go through this, um, this schedule, and, and, and how excited are you uh, to be coaching in, in a league that is, has been uh, very dominant as of late? Yeah, well, I'm very excited, and I've always told my players over the years, if you want to be the best, you got to go against the best. You know, and, and that's what we're trying to do here. So we're fortunate. We are, we're in a league that we're going to see great competition um, individually and collectively with the teams that we play. 
on a regular basis. And by doing so, ultimately it's going to drive our guys to find more success, better themselves as football players for, for now and hopefully for many years to come if they want to play at the next level. You know, as far as, you know, how we're going to handle that, well, it's one snap at a time. As soon as you start thinking about all these things and the fourth and everything that's going to be coming, you get yourself outside of the process. The process is what's going to take care of the product in the end. So if we just focus on the things we need to focus on here in-house, you know, getting our kids prepared and, and, and taking care of the process, you know, well, you play each snap, that'll lead to each series, each quarter, each half, and at the end of the game, you'll want to know at the end of the night. So that's, that's the mindset I kind of go after when it comes to, uh, to taking on a season, especially a season of, of great talent and great uh, teams that you're going to see. Head coach uh, Derek Stank of San Marcos High School, thanks again for joining us today on the uh, Avocado League uh, preview. Uh, we look forward to talking to you uh, throughout the rest of the season. Hey, thanks very much for having me. All right, Coach, uh, I'm going to get that edited up. I'll send you a link. I think it will be airing on, on Thursday. And then uh, we're actually going to be broadcasting your game against Oceanside um, coming up in the next couple of weeks. We'll be in contact with your athletic director and stuff. Um, but we're excited to uh, to come out there to San Marcos this year. Excellent. Well, I'm excited to meet you in person, and uh, thanks a lot for all the support you bring to uh, Southern California football. Yeah, absolutely, uh, Coach. Uh, good talking to you. Braden Soprenet here alongside uh, Coach John Quintero. We're doing uh, high school football previews as we get ready for the season, counting it down. Coach, we only got a couple days away from uh, opening kickoff for the 2019 season. Uh, we're going to talk about the Avocado League, get uh, Coach John Quintero's opinion on the uh, the North County, the biggest North County league uh, in San Diego. Coach, uh, what's going on? Are we getting get excited for high school football? Boy, I, I'll tell you, Braden, it, it seems like we're getting uh, ready earlier and earlier and earlier. Before we know it, we're going to be kicking off at the end of July. But uh, nonetheless, it looks like another uh, fun year of high school football in uh, San Diego. We got uh, a lot of real good teams, a lot of great individual players. And uh, uh, you and I and uh, the gang here at 97.3 The Fan really looking forward to have our Thursday night show 9 to 11. And, of course, uh, being out uh, on a high school campus each and every Friday night. Get any better than that? Yeah, right. So Fridays, we're going to be broadcasting games, live play-by-play on the radio or the radio.com app. So 97.3 uh, on the dial, or of course, download the radio.com app to make sure you listen to all of the Friday night action each and every Friday. And then on Thursday nights, join uh, Coach Cantera and I as we break down the 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 game before the game on our Thursday night football show that will be from nine to eleven, like Coach was saying on 97.3 The Fan. Plus, myself, uh, Braden Supranet here. I'm going to be uh, hosting a podcast. I'm going to be doing two a week. I'm going to be doing a football one. And then, of course, we'll get to the girls' sports and the other Olympic sports on another podcast as well. So we got all your high school football coverage right here on 97 Through the Fan at, w- at uh, 97 Through the Fan SD.com. Uh, plus, follow us on Twitter at 97 Through the Fan SD for all of your high school sports action. I'm excited, coach. Let's talk about. The North County. This is, uh, you know, the part of the county that does fairly well, uh, in particular the Avocado League, as we go through our breakdowns of each and every league, getting ready for the season. What is the first thing that sticks out to you in terms of maybe storylines or what's going on in terms of the Avocado League in 2019? Well, it's a lot like last year, Brayden. 
you don't really know who to pick uh, number one. I mean, uh, the team you may pick uh, to finish last may end up uh, uh, number one in, in the Avocado League. I mean, this team, uh, uh, this league is just so uh, dynamic, and, and there's really, really good coaching. Uh, you saw the run the Torrey Pines went on last year. Uh, a little disappointed in the way uh, LaCosta Canyon finished up. They had a lot of injuries. That's been kind of the... Uh, the telltale sign with Sean Sovacool's uh, program the last few years. They've lost a lot of good uh, key players uh, come uh, close to playoff time. And, you know, Carlsbad had a good run last year, uh, kind of a disappointing year uh, most of the year for uh, Mission Hills. But then they got hot in the playoffs and uh, uh, almost were able to get it done. And, you know, El Camino, uh, El Camino, I'm not really uh, know a lot about El Camino. I hear they're going to be pretty good, but they had a pretty rough year a year ago. So what we're going to do right now, we're going to break down each team. We're going to kind of go through their schedules real quick. Uh, we're both going to pick a winner who we think is going to win the league, and we'll go on from there. Um, but we'll start in no particular order except for uh, we'll just go alphabetical, and then we'll go through and, and see who we like and who we don't like. We're going to start with Carlsbad. Uh, the Lancers come in. Uh, coach Thad McNeil uh, will be uh, head coach in the, the ball club yet again. You know, a Carlsbad grad uh, coaching his alma mater. Uh, Carlsbad last year made the open division playoff. Uh, they lost to Cathedral in a game that we did right here on 97 through the fan. It kind of got out of hand pretty early, but this this team, I know they're missing Asa Turner and they're, they're missing uh, you know their best lineman, uh, but they pretty much retool. 16 of their 22 starters are back. Uh, they start the year with a 28.5 rating according to pre- uh, Cal Preps. Uh, they got a pretty interesting schedule. They start with Hart from Newhall. They got Milliken, Lawndale, a lot of out-of-county teams, and then they get into their, of course, tough league play and then the other non-league game that they have will be Vista at the end of the year. As it stands right now, um, I have them going 8-2 and two this season. I think they lose the Lawndale Mission Hills. We'll get to Mission Hills in a little bit, but this Carlsbad team is going to be a scary team, I think, in the Avocado League. Um, and with so many great Avocado League teams, it's hard to pick who's going to win. Uh, but I think out of the six, seven games, or out of the seven teams, the Avocado League, I think Carlsbad comes in second. I got them going 5-1 and one this year. In the, in the Avocado League. Uh, in the Avocado League. Now, I will tell you, that Hart uh, team out of Newhall, that's going to be a very tough uh, opener for uh, Coach McNeil. That's a good football program. That program has been good for over 30 years. Uh, they win that. they got a pretty good football team. I don't know if they can go 8-2. and two. Uh, I see them maybe 7-3. Uh, uh, and I think they're going to be right there. I don't know if they can win the league, but I think they're going to be uh, uh, right within a game or two of winning the Avocado League. He, this is the best team I think he's had. I, I agree, and they got um, they got a lot of guys coming back. Their JV team was pretty good last year. Uh, we saw what they did uh, last year on the varsity level, but uh, I like Carlsbad. I got them finishing second in the Avocado League. We'll break down uh, more as we move on, but I think Carlsbad's uh, in for a pretty good season this year. Then we go to El Camino. Now, this team to me, is a little bit there's a lot of question marks because they got Joey Armantrout that transferred in but now it might be a situation where he may not be eligible he may be eligible he's transferred a couple times uh, the quarterback for Mission Hills before that at Cathedral Catholic um, if he plays it's a drastically different team for this El Camino team but you look at their schedule and they got to play uh, you know out of league they got Lincoln 
who's going to be a lot better out of the Western League. They got Point Loma, who's a team they beat last year, their only win last year, but that Point Loma team is going to be a little bit better. Uh, Rancher Bernardo's a good football team. They play at Eastlake. Uh, El Camino's got a pretty tough schedule this year. I, I honestly, it's hard for me to find a win for them. I know they're supposed to be a little bit better, but when you play in a league like the Avocado League and you're loaded up the schedule like you do, uh, it might be tough for El Camino to get some wins this year, especially if Joey Armantrout is not going to play. Well, uh, that's going to be decided by the commissioner and the eligibility, and and we've heard uh, differing opinions on that. We'll see where that ends up. But, you know, when you look at El Camino, they they start out with uh, at Point Loma. Uh, Lincoln's going to be tough this year. But then prior to the start of the league, they get a bye, and that bye is coming at a good time because they open up on the road against La Costa Canyon, and the following week, uh, they're at home against Torrey Pines, so they've got LaCosta Canyon and Torrey Pines, and then they've got a non-league game down at Eastlake. Gives them a little bit of a breather, even though Eastlake's going to have a good ball club. Uh, you get out of league play. So, you know, a week before they play LaCosta Canyon, they've got a bye, and that'll uh, be able to uh, heal up some of those bumps and bruises. They should be pretty much at full strength, uh, open up league play against LaCosta. Uh, they got a lot of speed on both sides of the ball. Uh, you know, John Maffey works writes for the UT and, and sets up the uh, the Union Tribune top ten. Uh, he sent out his list uh, for us to vote on. Of course, a little bit of a cheat sheet. And uh, according to the coaches, they had he had him about eighth uh, right now in San Diego County. So they've obviously been impressing over the summer. Uh, and they got a lot of pieces like that are fast and what have you. And seven, I know it's seven on seven, but again. With the schedule they play, it's not that they're not going to be good, but the schedule they play might play in a factor of how many wins and losses they have at the end of the year. Braden, in some ways, El Camino's a little bit of a sleeper because nobody knows exactly who they are and what they're going to be, and only time is going to tell. We're going to find out very shortly as we get ready for the high school football season. Braden Sprint here with Coach John Quintera. Uh, we're doing our football preview podcast here on 97.3 The Fan. Uh, be sure to tune into our high school football show every Thursday night from 9 to 11 on 97.3 The Fan and on the radio.com app. Plus, we're going to broadcast uh, a game each and every week of the high school football season right here on 97.3 The Fan and the radio.com app. Uh, live play-by-play. It's going to be a fun year. We're breaking down the Avocado League right now. We just talked about Carlsbad and El Camino. Next team on the list, Sean Sovacles, LCC Mavericks. They returned 10 of their 22 guys from last year uh, in terms of starters. Their JV team last year went 4-6. and six. Uh, Varsity went 6-4. and four. And this is a team that at the beginning of the year is almost lights out and then all of a sudden they get bit by the injury bug like you were saying and they kind of start falling off because a lot of their guys aren't playing. Uh, they got a pretty... Uh, week one, they already got a tough opponent. They got Cathedral Catholic, who they beat last year, uh, so they can come out of the gate hot yet again. They got Vista, who's going to be better. Uh, they're one of the three Avocado League schools that play San Clemente. Mm. Uh, we know how good uh, you know that team is up in Orange County. Then they get in the league play. They play at Valley Center, which is kind of a tricky game uh, going up to play uh, Gilster's boys up in the up in the mountains. But uh, LCC, I think they got a lot of good pieces coming back, and uh, I I got them right about the middle part of the uh, the Avocado League this. Well, I think that's probably a good call. Now, they've got the ability. they got a good uh, quarterback who's a senior this year, Marshall Eicher. Uh, I liked him last year, but I there was uh, some things I didn't like uh, that I want to see him do this year. I want him to see uh, see him uh, stand in there a little bit taller in the pocket uh, at times. He didn't have a lot of blocking last year, especially late in the year. Didn't have a lot of time and, and would throw some balls up for grabs. He's a big, strong-armed guy. He got great ability. I want to see him stand a little bit taller, hang in there, take that hit, but deliver that ball. I, I look at LaCosta Canyon. 
And I look at their last three games of the year. They've got Mission Hills, Carlsbad. Both those games are at home. Then their final game, they got to go down to play Torrey Pines. So those are the you, top three teams basically in the Avocado League. You got to finish. Yeah, up and with. you got three games in a row. Now, granted, you have two of them at home, Mission Hills and Carlsbad. But then you go on the road for the uh, big uh, rivalry game down at Torrey Pines. So, boy, you know if they're having a pretty good year, they could be sitting at five and three or five and two, I should say, and feeling pretty good. All of a sudden, uh, uh, the wall could be closing in on them because neither uh, those three. Game's going to be easy. I got them going three and three in the Avocado League, five and five on the year uh, for Lacoste Canyon. Mission Hills. Now this this team is my favorite uh, for the Avocado League. Uh, on paper, they got a lot of speed. They got a lot of athletes. Uh, Oxney comes back. We saw him play against Rancho Bernardo last year in a playoff game up close. Of course, uh, right here on ninety-seven three, the fan. They got another tough schedule again. Uh, they loaded up their schedule again. It's a little bit easier, I would say, this year than it was last year. Uh, their JV team last year goes 9-1. and one. They're returning uh, half of their starters on offense and defense. Uh, I think this Mission Hills team is going to be pretty good, but I think they start the season 0-2 and, and then rip off eight wins to finish the year 8-2. and two. Well, I think that's uh, probably a good call. I don't know if they're going to start out 0-2. I know they got to go up to Palos Verdes. That'll be tough, and then they got to play – uh, at Westlake, uh, that's going to be tough. But one thing about Chris Hauser is not afraid to go out and play people. Even in week three, they go up to uh, or they've got the Redlands East Valley uh, High School program coming down. That's a good program. And then they open up a league play at Carlsbad. Then they go a non-league game up in Ramona. Uh, I could see them going eight and two. I could also see them going nine and one or ten and zero. Oh. I mean, if the ball bounces their way in a couple of those non-league games early, th- this team's going to be tough. I mean, you talk about their JV team a year ago, uh, how good they were at nine and one. Chris Hauser. Very seldom are you going to see a Chris Hauser team uh, be five and seven. And even though they were five and seven. They got hot at the end of the year and played really, really well in the playoffs. They were a game away from playing at Southwestern right. College. I mean, one game against St. Augustine, who ended up winning Division One, that could have been Mission Hills winning Division One uh, potentially against Helix at Southwestern College of the game that we did. Well, and the thing is, they've got some weapons on offense. Uh, I mean, they've, they've got good running backs. They've got a good group of wide receivers. You know that defense is going to be as physical a defense as there is in San Diego County. Their lines are also ginormous for Mission Hills. I'm both offensive side and the defensive side and uh, one thing that has played out in all of football if you got a good line you're going to have a good ball club especially out here in San Diego where there's not a lot of linemen to go around if you got a lot a lot of guys on both sides of the ball in the trenches uh, you're going to be a team to be uh, to be reckoned with for sure I got Mission Hills going 6-0 in the Avocado League I know you said you can either see them going 9-1 or 10-0 I think it solely depends on the first two games they play out of town again we don't get to see those teams all the time so it's we don't really know what those well, going on against. reputation of their program more than rep- anything else but you know you look at the you look at the cal preps ratings you look at the, you know how good westlake is and how they've been over the last you know 10 years or so and you can make the argument all right i can see them dropping those two games but like you said i think uh you know their ceilings i think it'd be 10 and 0 i think minimum they go seven and three uh, and if that's like a bad season for mission hills we moving on oceanside 
this is another intriguing team to me because Oceanside, from the rumors around the coaching around San Diego, is this Oceanside Pirates team has their mojo back. And they got the guys back. They got the athletes back. Um, you know, back from the John Carroll days where they're winning CIF championships over and over again. Uh, the league is a lot better now than it was, you know, in the past just because of uh, they got so many, so much talent up in North County right now. Um, but what they've been doing in Oceanside to turn that program back around to what they have been in the past is going to prove, uh, I think it's going to prove out uh, this year uh, to be very, uh, um, you know, very fruitful for the Pirates. Braden, it's been a real struggle for Coach Rodriguez up there, taking over for John Carroll, the, the legendary head coach. And, uh, you know, prior to that, you go back to, you know, the, the 60s and 70s and Herb Meyer before he uh, left Oceanside to go to El Camino. They had Roy Scafidi in there for a short period of time. And, and then John Carroll shows up. And, you know, he had a remarkable career. But Coach Rodriguez kind of living in the shadows right now up there. Uh, this may be the best team he's had. But even with that being said, they may end up being a 5-5 five and five team on the year. Uh, they may finish in the middle of the pack in the Avocado League. But we'll have to wait and see. They're a lot like El Camino. The two Oceanside schools this year I think are a little bit of sleepers because everybody's kind of waiting to, to see exactly uh, what they have and if they're going to be able to uh, carry through for an entire 10-week season. They went six and six last year, uh, six two and two on the JV team. They returned fourteen of their twenty two starters on offense and defense. I got them going five and five. Um, I think they go two and four in the Avocado League. But that uh, the flip flop between them and the next team we talk about is going to be a head to head matchup that we might even uh, uh, be watching ourselves in Oceanside and San Marcos. I think that game is going to be a huge factor in, in determining uh, the final standings of the Avocado League this season. But Oceanside, to me, I think they go five and five. I don't think they get San Clemente, who's going to be uh, definitely their toughest opponent of the year outside of their league. Uh, they play Westview; they should be able to handle pretty easily. They play Rancho Buena Vista um, that lost. Dorian Richardson, who graduated, uh, that I think they're going to be able to handle pretty easily. It's all going to depend on uh, their their record, whether or not it's 500 winning or losing, is going to be solely on the Avocado League performance this year. I, I have to chuckle a little bit. Uh, I'm wondering if uh, San Clemente is going to fill out paperwork to become a, a member of the San Diego CIF section. They're playing once again this year, like last year, a lot of teams from San Diego. They're playing three Avocado League schools and Earlier in the year, they had a deal with Otay Ranch of some kind, and it fell through. But if you're San Clemente, why would you drive north when you can just drive south a couple bit, go through Camp Pendleton, play some San Diego teams that are uh, that are pretty good as well? We'd love to have San Clemente down here, of course. Uh, so I got Oceanside going two and four in the Avocado League, five and five on the year. We go out to the next team, San Marcos, brand new coach. He's coming from the East Coast. Um, you know, first year in San Diego. Uh, from what I've heard, it's a you know a lot of lot of moving parts with San Marcos and, and having a new coach, getting kids to buy in. Uh, they went eight and two last year. Um, you know they haven't submitted their uh, who's coming back. They haven't submitted the JV record yet. Um, their rating coming into this season is an eighteen point seven. They have an undefeated probability of less than one percent. But playing in the Avocado League, it's got to be tough to do that. Anyway, they open up with Otai. They play Mira Mesa. Then they get to league play. I got them going five and five this year. I think they win one game in the league. Unfortunately, um, you know, kind of take their lumps with the first year uh, head coach. 
Uh, and I think uh, I think they go, uh, like I said, five and five, and then uh, win one game in the Avocado League against El Camino. But it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting for San Marcos this year. That's another team. Again, this Avocado League is filled with so many teams that have a lot of question marks going into Week One. Well, San Marcos uh, is a good football program, and now that they've put so much money into that uh, facility out there, it's a beautiful stadium. I, I know you and I have been kind of thinking about maybe doing that San Marcos Oceanside game. Uh, that that would be a great one on a Friday night. All the people in San Marcos would be at that one, and and people from Oceanside will come over, and that'll be one of the key games that week. I I think that's going to be one of the most evenly matched games in the Avocado League. That might be one of the best games in the Avocado League, aside from, of course, like maybe a Mission Hills playing a Torrey Pines, who we'll talk about uh, in just a little bit. But you know, as far as San Marcos, you've got a new coach, uh, you lost a lot from a year ago. You lose your signal caller. He moves on to college. And uh, you had a, a couple of good receivers, a good running back. And, you know, they've got a lot to replace, a new system. Uh, there are a lot of moving parts out there at San Marcos right now. But with that being said, there's some talent on both sides of the ball. And, you know, we may look at them right now and go, well, you know, they're going to they're gonna struggle. They may not struggle. It's how quickly they're able to – to, to pick up the system if the new quarterback comes in and uh, can do anything uh, close to what last year's quarterback did, then all of a sudden they become a real player. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, not like a lot of leagues in high school, there are a lot of variables that can kick in. Injuries obviously play a part in it, but in the Avocado League, there's so many talented teams, and you lose one key guy, and all of a sudden you go from being the favorite to the last place team in the division. There's a lot of well-coached teams in the Avocado League well. As that's well. another thing. And uh, for any coach that's coming from outside of California or even another part of California and they haven't coached maybe in San Diego or uh, uh, the Avocado League, uh, well, you got to be able to coach because you're going against guys on that other sideline and been doing it for a long time and been doing it for a long time very, very well. But not only that, but the Avocado League's got numbers with coaches, and they got resources, and they got guys. They got more guys and more manpower than a lot of teams, unfortunately, do in San Diego. Uh-huh. So it's 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 a uh, you know it's it's a beast going through that through that Avocado League, um, you know, unscathed. Let alone getting through it each and every week, especially uh, how much the kids beat each other up in that league. So San Marcos, to me, uh, it's it's going to be who how fast can they get the kids to buy in. Uh, in a new system with a new head coach. Um, and the thing with San Marcos, just that, let's just talk that community in general, Admission Hills in the same area. Their Pop Warner organizations have four teams per level, and all those kids can play. And when you opened up Mission Hills, everyone who wants to go to the new school, and you opened up San Mar- when when San Marcos got the renovations, all of a sudden they started getting kids. Now it's kind of balanced with like, all right, both schools are kind of fairly new. I'm really curious to see how it plays out, where kids are going to go over the next couple of years in terms of San Marcos or Mission Hills, especially with the way both both schools' athletic programs and all sports girls and guys have been, uh, you know, on the. Uh, exponential growth over the last couple of years. And uh, both programs uh, made a commitment to athletics, and, and that's the big thing more than anything else. I mean, they've got athletic directors, they got coaches in place at all the different levels doing the things you need to do to build a top-notch high school athletic program. We're moving on to the last team in the Avocado League. It is Torrey Pines, open division, uh, you know, finalist last year. Had an unbelievable season last year. A lot of guy, a lot of great players on the team. Uh, only returning six starters from last year. Uh, we knew that coming in because they had a lot of seniors last year. A lot of guys that played two years ago as juniors together. But I'll tell you what. 
they got a lot of linemen coming back. We talked about it earlier in this podcast. We've talked about it multiple times. If you got a line, you're going to be able to compete. When you run a wing T and have linemen, you're going to be able to uh, run the ball and be very effective, uh, especially like Satori Pines. Now, you know, they're, they got to replace a the quarterback. They got to replace Mac Bingham. Uh, their best lineman is still, uh, you know, not going to be with the team as much as, uh, you know, have, however many linemen they have. Uh, you know, they're not going to have a Driscoll or, you know, what have you. Um, but this Tory Pines team, as much as they're going to kind of take a hit and not be as good as last year, I still think they're good enough to go 7-3, and three, if not better, and be a force in the open division playoff potentially. Well, I think Tory Pines is always going to be pretty good just because they run the wing tee system. Uh, and they know their system very well. Their coaching staff knows the system very well. Ron Gladnick's very uh, fortunate to have such so many great coaches on that staff. They got tremendous resources up there. Um, you know, I look at their schedule, Braden. They uh, they got Los Alamitos, which will be a tough one. Then they play at San Clemente. They edged San Clemente in just a crazy football game a year ago at Torrey Pines. And then they've got Olympian. And then uh, another uh, non-league game against San Pasquale, and then they open against El Camino. But they get a break in the schedule. Some of these buys are for some of these teams are coming at the right time. They've got to buy the week before they got to play Carlsbad, and then the following week they'll go to Mission Hills, and then uh, San Marcos on the road. So before they go through that gauntlet of Carlsbad at Mission Hills at San Marcos. They've got a buy. That comes at a very good time for them. Uh, you mentioned Mac Bingham, one of the best running backs in San Diego, one of the best athletes, really, of the 2018 and 2019 class. Uh, decided not to go to SC and play baseball. He ended up going to the University of Arizona. Uh, great athlete. Um, they've got a lot of guys. Brian Driscoll, who's on his way to Cal, uh, now play offensive line. Uh, from what I've heard, they've got a good group of offensive linemen. they got some guys along there that have played and, and do have a little bit of experience. Uh, it'll be an interesting year for Coach Gladnick because last year, you know, they, they were uh, really a half away from winning a CIF title in that open division. And then, you know, Sean Poma and uh, Cathedral just uh, opened it up big time towards the end of the first half and definitely into that third quarter ended up winning that open division title. So, you know, the Falcons got a little taste of it last year. Uh, it got a little sour there when the final gun went off. But uh, see how they rebound. But I, I do think they're going to have a pretty good year. And I think, you know, depending on how injuries go and guys come along, they got a shot to be right up there, I think, with Carlsbad and Mission Hills to win the title. I, You know what? I think it's Mission Hills, and then I think Carlsbad and Torrey are kind of like the same team, just ready right behind. But that gap between Mission Hills and Carlsbad and Torrey is not a wide gap. It's pretty close, and I. It's gonna be. A, it's all. Oh, it's always a fun league to watch. Come down to the wire, and uh, I'm not saying that LCC doesn't have a chance. I'm not saying Oceanside they gotta stay doesn't. healthy. They gotta I'm not stay saying healthy. San Marcos doesn't. But like the thing is with this league is, it's a battle to watch. It's fun to turn on the highlights of these league and see where these teams stand each and every week. Um, you know, playing each other up there, they always got some great matchups. It's even more enjoyable when you and I are at a venue on a Friday night wearing a headset calling a high school football game, and believe it or not, we're going to be out there in a couple of weeks. I can't wait to get started uh, getting that as well. Uh, real quick, who's your champion for the for the Avocado League? How many teams do you think the Avocado League can get in the open playoff? Uh, I think they can uh, probably get anywhere from two to three. I think a they lot got of three it, last year. I think it's going to all depend on how teams uh, fare. Uh, in some of these non-league battles, I think that's going to play a part in it. And I think people need to take a look at some of the non-league opponents very, very hard because some of the, the teams have gone out and scheduled some pretty good football teams. And I don't want that to be overlooked. But I, I do think uh, those three that we talked about, I think Mission Hills, Carlsbad, and Torrey Pines, 
very well could repeat again this year. I got Mission Hills, but I agree with you. I think Carlsbad and Torrey are right there, and uh, it's going to be a fun league to watch for sure. Thanks for joining us, everybody, as we break down each and every league. If you haven't checked out any of our other league uh, uh, breakdowns, be sure to look at on our website, 97throughthefansd.com. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and on Instagram at 97throughthefansd. I'm Braden Soprano. He's Coach John Quintero. We do a Thursday night football show on 97throughthefan, plus on the radio.com app every Thursday from 9 to 11, starting on August 15th through the rest of the season. Then on August 23rd, we start our play-by-play. We're broadcasting each and every week of the high school football season right here in San Diego on 97throughthefan and the radio.com app. 14 weeks of high school football from August 23rd on every Friday night on the dial on the radio.com app. Get ready for it, everybody. It's going to be a fun 2019 season. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.